Hey everyone, this is Edie Talbert, your breast friend, and this is my podcast. Be sure to subscribe so we can get the new episodes to you each week. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, which is my favorite, and let's become breast friends. Hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast today. Today, I am going to be sharing with you about a course that I have been teaching over the last four months at different corporations, businesses, small groups. It's called Breast Health Education. Um, so let's talk a little bit about my qualifications to do this. First of all, I'm a breast cancer survivor of 15 years. I own a day spa in Catoosa, Oklahoma. And I am the founder of the Stonebrook Project, which is a nonprofit who serves um, those men and women going through cancer. I've also written a book called Uncertain, which is a um, my story of going through cancer, breast cancer, and how I ended up on the other side and what I'm doing now to give back. And then I am also now a breast health um, educator and advocator because I truly believe that if we can get on the front side of um, taking care of ourselves, if we're if we're an advocate for our health, then what the American Cancer Society says that if the earlier the detection, the survival rate is ninety nine percent. So that's that's the thing that's driving me to do what I'm doing now, and that's out there educating women about breast health. So the three things that I'm going to talk to you about today are your breast self exam, your clinical breast exam, and your mammography and how those play an important role in your breast health. So first of all, let's talk about the self breast exam. So a self breast exam for breast awareness is a safe way to become familiar with your, with the normal look and feel of your breasts. Three things, know your body, um, know your if there's changes and report those changes so if you are doing what we call on the first of every month feel it on the first set a, an, a, a reminder in your phone to remind you on the first of every month to do your self-breast exam then you will know whether anything has changed what's normal and if you need to follow up with your primary care physician because now there's something different a clinical breast exam is, of course, done by your OBGYN, and that's on a yearly basis. You want to make sure that you're doing your well woman check every year, at least once a year, and that also includes a breast exam. Mammography. Mammography is a specialized medical imaging that uses low-dose x-rays um, to see inside the breast. It's going to tell that it's going to give them a baseline um, to when you start at age 40, and it's going to determine if there's any changes or anything going on in your breast each and every year. So there are different kinds of mammography, and I've learned this over the last um, 10 years. There's a 2D and there's a 3D. The D stands for digital. Um, the 2D screening captures two x-ray images of the breast, one from top to bottom, one from side to side. That's your 2D. It's just two images. Your 3D screening is also the 2D, top to bottom, side to side, but there's also an arcing that arcs over the breast in like slicing and dicing, not literally, but slicing and dicing the picture of your breast to determine if there's anything going on in there or if everything looks normal. A diagnostic mammogram is, is the next step. Should you go in for your 2D or your 3D, they call you back because um, they just need a, an extra look 
that is a process. And you, these only take about 10, 10 to 15 minutes from actual time in the room and out of the room. The diagnostic is just more pictures. It's more of that arcing. Whereas before, if they took, say, 50 pictures in the 3D mammogram, in the diagnostic, they're going to take anywhere from 100 to 300 pictures. And that just means that they're just going to slice it even more so that they can see in between that dense breast tissue to see if there's anything um, of concern. So after the diagnostic mammogram, you may uh, be asked to do an ultrasound or an MRI. The ultrasound is just a targeted diagnostic when finding requires more investigation. In other words, you've done your 3D mammogram, you've done your diagnostic, but it's still unclear if what they are seeing on those tests need further imaging. And then, of course, an MRI is extremely sensitive for picking up any type of breast cancer. Um, and it's going it's going to be that, that fifth step in the process of finding um, anything of concern. A breast biopsy is where they go in and they actually do a, they remove a small piece of breast tissue with a needle biopsy. It's a very small needle biopsy from the suspicious area. This is the only test that tells you definitively if you have breast cancer or not. So again, you want to, you want to talk about there's five different steps, possible steps that you may be asked to go through when you uh, are doing your, your mammogram. You're going to have your 2D, 3D screening. You're going to have a diagnostic mammogram, an ultrasound, an MRI, or a breast biopsy. Um, in my particular case, I went from a 3D screening to a diagnostic, and then I went to a breast biopsy. I was not asked to do an ultrasound or MRI because what they saw in the diagnostic mammogram was something of concern, and they needed to do the biopsy to determine what it was. So the next thing I want to talk to you about is dense breast tissue. In the last four or five years, this has really come um, up. Uh, you may you may hear this term when you go in and visit with the doctor. I I remember my doctor telling me I had dense breast tissue, but I never really asked what it was. I just assumed, okay, well that's that's part of it. But dense breast tissue refers to the appearance of the breast tissue on the mammogram. And there's different types of density, and we're going to talk about those as well. Uh, so there's four types of breast tissue. There's fatty breast tissue, which is about 10% of the women. Um, there's scattered fibroglandular breast tissue. There is also heterogeneously dense breast tissue. Those two are about 40% each. And then the last 10% is extremely dense breast tissue. And these are all defined by the American College of Radiology. You can go to their website and you can look up these dense breast tissue and get the exact definition for each one. So you may ask, well, okay, so once I know my density, what type of test should I be getting? If you have fatty breast tissue, a 2D, 3D mammogram screening is perfectly fine. If you have scattered fibroglandular breast tissue, a 2D, 3D mammogram screening is okay, but you'll probably be called back for a diagnostic mammogram. If you have heterogeneously dense breast tissue, you a screening is not going to do you any good. It's a waste of time and it's a waste of money. So you probably want to go straight to the diagnostic and then you might be asked to do the uh, whole breast ultrasound. For extreme dense breast tissue, a diagnostic mammogram or an ultrasound are the two tests that are going to tell you whether you have anything of concern or not. And again, these are, these are, these are sources from the National Cancer Institute. 
This is not E.D. Talbert's um, guidelines. These are all out there with the NCI. So dense breast tissue shown on a mammogram. Um, you're going to be able to see the white. It's like a snowstorm. You'll hear the term um, depending on the density of your breast. It's like finding a snowman in a snowstorm. So with extreme, it's going to be very difficult for them to find um, anything of concern on a on a just a routine mammogram. So as of March 10th of 2023, the updated FDA regulations will now require on your mammogram to notify you about your density. So you can look on your report after your mammogram to determine what what your density is. It should tell you on that report. Approximately 50% of the women 40 and older who get mammograms have dense breast tissue. Dense breasts are considered a risk factor for breast cancer. Separately, having dense breasts also makes mammograms harder to read and interpret. And again, that's that snowman in a snowstorm. How are they going to determine if you have cancer if they can't even separate dense density from cancer? So that's what you need to know as you advocate for your health. So Oklahoma House Bill 3504, I live in Oklahoma, so I follow the bills um, pretty closely. Effective November 1st of 2022, just over a year ago, it mandates that healthcare coverage, it, that you have healthcare coverage for diagnostic mammograms. For instance, if you went in for a screening and they required you to come back for a diagnostic mammogram, your insurance, you may not have insurance health benefits to cover the cost of that diagnostic. Now with House Bill 3504, you should have healthcare benefits for that diagnostic, except for two exceptions. If you have a high um, deductible of $5,000 or more, or if the company that you work for or your spouse works for, if their insurance is housed out of, its, out of state, you may not be covered by this bill. So you definitely want to check into those things and, and, and check it out. So I want to share some statistics about breast cancer with you. One in eight women will develop breast cancer. That's about 13%. On the other hand, seven of eight women will not be will not develop breast cancer, and that's 87%. 25% of women diagnosed with breast cancer found their, their cancer via a breast self-exam. That's why it's so important to do your monthly breast exams. 18% of the women diagnosed with breast cancer found it by accident. Um, if you listen to the episode with Dawn Buckner, she was playing ball with her son. Her son threw the ball, it hit her in the chest. It hurt. She felt it. And that's when she felt the knot. So, or also I've heard of women who have, um, had a newborn in their nursing and, um, they feel a knot in their breast and they think it's a, a clogged a milk duck. And it turns out to be, no, it wasn't, it was cancer. So that's what I call, that's what we, that's the definition of an accident. 71% of women diagnosed with breast cancer are younger than 50. 50% of the women diagnosed with breast cancer are over 50. And these this source all comes from the American Cong Congress of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Again, these are not Edie Talbert statistics. They are out there on the interweb with American Con Congress of OBGYNs. So what are some of the risk factors for breast cancer? Um, being a woman, getting older, dense breast tissue. If your reproductive history is starting your period before the age of 12 or menopause after 55, that's a risk factor. Genetic mutations, if you have the BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene, we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in a minute. 
And then if you have a family history of breast or ovarian cancer, that's a risk factor. So average risk of breast cancer is no known risk factors. So you should begin your mammogram starting at age 40. I highly recommend that you get a baseline at 35. So once you start doing those mammograms at 40, you'll have something for them to compare it to. An annual mammogram is recommended once a year. And you need to talk with your healthcare provider about breast cancer screening if you're over the age of 74. Again, these are a resource from National Library of Medicine. High risk of breast cancer. If you have a high risk of breast cancer, you have you need to have genetic testing that has revealed that you carry a gene mutation that increases your risk for breast cancer. Having a parent, sibling, or child with a known breast cancer gene mutation or you've undergone radiation treatment to the chest. These are three factors that they consider high for breast cancer. So let's talk about the BRCA1 and BRCA2 because this is this is something that we always hear about but we don't really know about. I didn't know anything about a BRCA1 or BRCA2. So all women have the BRCA1 and BRCA2 genes, but only some women have the mutation in those genes. We all have BRCA1 or BRCA2, but the 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 point is, is it a mutated gene? That's the one that causes cancer. About one in every 500 women in the United States has a, has a mutation in either BRCA1 or BRCA2. One in 500. That's, I mean, that's a widespread. If either your mother or your father, because the guys carry the BRCA1 or BRCA2 as well, has BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene mutation, keyword, you have a 50% chance of having the same gene mutation and that's what you need to know what do i have it and is it mutated so facts about breast cancer that you want to know as a woman one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer most women diagnosed with breast cancer have no known risk factors many women have no symptoms and the family history only is about five to ten percent for those diagnosed with breast cancer so Family history does play a part, but it's only 5 or 10% of those people that it plays a part in. One in eight women, I was one. If you sit in a room with eight women, one of them has the possibility of getting breast cancer. Most women diagnosed, no known risk factors, none. And many women have no known symptoms. I had no symptoms. Just was very diligent about getting my mammogram every single year. So I want to tell you a little bit about my story. I had an aunt. Her name was Betty. Uh, it was my dad's sister. And she was very fearful about having breast cancer. And so she, I was one, the one girl out of all the boys. I had lots of boy cousins. And she made it her job to remind me every single year to get my um, mammogram. Did you get your mammogram? When I turned 35, go get your baseline, have your, have your doctor order your baseline so they have something to compare it to starting at age 40. And so I did that. And every year when I got my mammogram, I called my Aunt Betty and I said, I got my mammogram. You're so, I hope you're so proud of me. And she said, yes, I am. And then at age 47, my mammogram was different. Um, and then I was diagnosed with stage zero DCIS breast cancer. I opted to do a single mastectomy because it was only on one side. And then I had reconstruction because it was still within the milk duct. It had not spread on my, in my lymph nodes. So I did not have to do chemo or radiation. So I did a single mastectomy, no chemo, no radiation, but it was still a two year process. 
in order to get it from start to finish or what I call finish. There's always after things and we'll talk about that later. But um, one year after I was diagnosed, my Aunt Betty was diagnosed. So I feel like that was my opportunity to help her walk through what she was going through and we could walk through it together. So, you know, who's your Aunt Betty? Who's the one that's telling you to get out there and get your mammograms? If you don't have anybody, let it be me. Make sure that you get your yearly woman checkup and also your yearly mammogram. Because like I've said over and over again, one in eight women will be diagnosed. That statistic has not changed in decades. Okay, that's all I have for today. I hope this information has been very helpful to you. If you have any questions, post them in the uh, in the show notes and I'll be glad to get those back to you. Or you can email me at Edie Talbert or Edie at edietalbert.com. I'll be glad to answer any questions that you have. Go to my website, check it out. We've got lots of information there. If you would like for me to come and speak and share this information about breast health education, just you can go to the website at edtalbert.com and click on the speaking tab and then put in a request for me to come and speak with your small group. It doesn't matter, you know, a group of five is a group of five and that's five more women that are educated on breast health. Doesn't matter if it's five or if it's 25, I always love to come and share the information about breast health and mammography so that we can be the best education or we can be the best advocates for ourselves concerning our breast health. Thank you so much for joining me today and we'll see you next week. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and if you did, make sure to share it and subscribe so you can receive all the new episodes as they are available. Also, I want to thank all of you that are supporters of the Stonebrook Project. If you would like to be a project partner or make a donation, please click on the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a review, share, and subscribe to your breast friend. Have a great day.